At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right hey it's monday night and welcome back to the rowdy maglite show and i got kyle magna all the way over there in pa welcome kyle hey rowdy how are things uh great kyle uh kind of way we're gonna roll tonight kyle we got Bubba Parler calling in at 7.10 Eastern time. And then we got Stephanie Moyer calling in. Uh, Moyer, because she's calling. Stephanie's calling in at 7.30 Eastern time, Kyle. But, Kyle, before we get started, let's give a big shout-out to Trey. Chase Briscoe winning his first cup race. He's no stranger to the Rowdy Maglite show. Uh, during his ARCA days in 2016, becoming the champ and – now he's a NASCAR Cup Series winner, so uh, good for him. And uh, that 14 crew definitely deserves a lot of credit as well just because of uh, getting him off pit road first and getting him the track position for him to get up front. There again, Kyle, you know, it's the guys, and I say it on the show, you know, the driver is the quarterback, but you got to have the guys out around on, on the tires and the gas to, brings it all home for victory lane and gives you the chance to, to bring home that victory. And it did for Chase this time. Congratulations to Chase Briscoe. Rowdy, that was a track he struggled at, too. Um, you know, he had a really bad time there when he was going for the Xfinity title in 2020. And then, um, you know, <clears throat> pr- you know, proved everybody wrong by overcoming his struggles there on Sunday. So a uh, good one for that 14 team. Uh, Stuart Haas there, uh, First win of the year, their first win since Eric Almarola at New Hampshire last year. So it uh, looks like some good vibes for that uh, for, for Chase Briscoe. And his fellow competitor, Austin Sindrick in Xfinity, also has a win this year too. So both guys already locked into the playoffs and into the all-star race at Texas. So that's, that's pretty neat for them. Uh, you know, Kyle, I believe it's now we're going to see the young guns start to rise to the top. And, you know, Chase and uh, – some of the others, Christopher Bell. I mean, hey, we just got good things coming for the next few years. A lot of good talent in the Cup. Rowdy, that was a pretty good race at Phoenix. Uh, you know, Chase Briscoe and Chase Elliott there for a while, and then uh, Briscoe, Ross Chastain, and Tyler Reddick up there up front, three guys who have never won a Cup race before. So a lot of parity, and uh, Ryan Blaney finished fourth after leading the most laps, and Kurt Busch was the highest-finishing driver for Toyota in fifth. His best finish with 23-11 racing. So uh, a lot of, lot of storylines coming out of Phoenix, you know, with Chase Briscoe winning. And also uh, I know you kind of talked about it earlier, Noah Gregson dominating Saturday and then Taylor Gray winning on Friday night. Um, you know, a fitting win for, for David Gillen racing and uh, coming after that bad tragedy and, uh, looks like we had three good storylines from Phoenix, Rowdy. Exactly, Kyle. And now we're pushing on into Atlanta. Uh, new track, new configuration. Uh, as far as the degree of banking, supposed to be the uh, the most banking on any. I guess it's a half mi- mile and a half track, and it? Well, now I think they kind of consider Just it for a mile and a half. It's it's one point five four miles. Yeah, and and if I'm not mistaken, we talked about it on this show last week. The double yellow lines in effect, correct? Right. I think that's what NASCAR is talking about. <clears throat> yep. And Kyle, uh, it's going to be well. I know what Kyle Busch said it was going to be like. We're going to see. Sometimes the drivers know, and sometimes they're just uh, gaslighting everybody. But we'll soon find out this coming weekend. 
But Kyle, I was able to go down and uh, spend two days at the Rattler. I felt like I was in a wind tunnel the first day. I mean, it was absolutely blistering wind. Sun out, clear sky, but the wind was howling. Yeah, Rowdy. Uh, it was kind of cold here, too. It was snowing. And then uh, <clears throat> after that, you know, we have racing this week, and it uh, looks like everything's on. You know, the weather's going to be okay and improve. So uh, looking forward to that. Hopefully get to Williams Grove on Friday night. And then maybe maybe Seals Grove on Saturday right now. Um, we're we're, we're kind of, you know, discussing it right now. And then, uh, you know, next weekend I'll, after that will be the 410 sprints at Seals Grove. So a lot of racing going on. That's what's nice about this time of the year, other than the, the winter weather possibility. Uh, not a bad thing to start the year. And, uh, you know, good to get to see some racing back in Pennsylvania. And I'm glad you got to see some uh, see the Rattler there at uh, South Alabama Speedway over the weekend. Uh, you know, if the wind probably, if it had not been so cold on Saturday, not to say there wasn't a big crowd, a good crowd there, but it could have been better. But I think everybody was kind of afraid it was going to be a repeat of Saturday in the stands. Saturday's crowd was pretty good, Kyle. It was supposed to have been a night race. But because of the weather possibility coming in bad, they moved it down to a 2.30 start. And still a lot of people come and showed up. I mean, moving it. Didn't slow nobody down. Well, the crowd was really good and, uh, you know, a lot going on. So it looked like it was a good race. You know, I know uh, Ty Majewski basically had him him there, and I know he wanted to sit Rattler. So um, I still hate rattlesnakes. I still hate snakes, Rowdy. But uh, still um, good for him. And, uh, you know, it looks like, you know, I know we'll have Bubba Pollard on here in a few minutes. And then, uh, you know... So I'm looking forward to the rest of the show, and, uh, you know, Rowdy, I'm glad you be, you're able to get out there. I can post everything, and thankfully everything from the Rattler 250s on the website. So check it out. Uh, I know there's some Phoenix stuff up as well from me. So I got a little bored yesterday. So, uh, yeah, let's just check out the site. Check out RowdyMaglite.com. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Kyle, it's looking good. Also, Kyle, we, uh, I, think I mentioned it earlier, but we got Stephanie – Moyer calling in at 7.30, and she's a kind of a PA girl. So that's local for you up there. She's raced uh, from PA. Yeah, she's from up there, and I, I know she competed in Smyrna, and I think she's running this weekend at Five Flags. So, uh, you know, the Arc East Series is back, and uh, nice to have her on again. We're planning to have her on again, so it'll uh, – you know, a reoccurring guest of the Rowdy Maglite show, it's never a bad thing. Well, Kyle, uh, we talked, you know, we're going to try to have Stephanie on quite a few times this, during the season, kind of keep updated on how she's going. Uh, she was one of the, and we'll we'll let her talk about the Bushlight girls. Hopefully she's got uh, some information on that. She was one, one of ten, I think, Kyle. And I, I I like it. I think hey, I see women are drinking that bush light too, man. Yeah, Rowdy. It seems like you know it's you know everybody drinks. So uh, yeah. Um, oh, and, and by the way, Kevin Harvick. Uh, speaking of bush light, Kevin Harvick finished sixth in in his Hunt brothers car. Uh, not too shabby for him at his 18th consecutive top 10 finish at Phoenix. I think it tied a record with uh, Dale Earnhardt and uh, Richard Petty. Or maybe it was Jimmy Johnson, I forget. But um, I, I know it was one of the three, or two of the three. So, uh, yeah, Rowdy, it looks like there was a lot going on. And it looks like, you know, with this weekend coming up in Atlanta, another another weekend we're going to kind of see how the car is. And, you know, are we going to see racing like at Daytona and Talladega, or will we see regular mile-and-a-half racing? So going to be a lot of speed in that track. And uh, I don't know if we're going to see the track record get broken or not. But uh, we'll uh, – We'll see what uh, what happens, Rowdy. Well, it's ready, Kyle. I was over there for uh, testing, and uh, it, it it looked fast. To, you know, this this new car is a parody in the between the smaller teams and the big teams. Are I, you know, I know Hendrix is kind of shining out above a little bit, but Kyle, some of these smaller teams look at. Chastain. 
Ross Chastain has finished third and second the last two weeks, so he's knocking on the door of victory lane. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if it came the next couple of weeks. Uh, ran good at, at Circuit of the Americas last year, even though it was a rain race at the end. And, uh, you know, it probably would run good at Atlanta, too. Um, that, that team has been pretty good. You know, led 85 laps to Las Vegas in the hunt again at Phoenix. So uh, Trackhouse Racing and that one team are off to a pretty good start in 2022. And uh, Ross is going to be in the trucks also on Friday night at Atlanta. Gives him a little t- little practice before the big race. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of drivers running the uh, running double duty this weekend just for that for that reason. And uh, Greg Biffle's back too, by the way. I just found that out. So stick with the Biff like uh, like uh, John Roberts from Speed and formerly of Fox Sports says. So um, yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, Biffle's back, and it's gonna be an interesting race for Audi. I, I know, we, I know, you and I were kind of talking a little bit about it last week. You know, um, will we see Daytona and Talladega like racing there, or will it just be a normal mile and a half race? You know, one groove, or maybe multiple grooves. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's hard. You know, with with Atlanta, uh, with they've reconfigured it several times, and uh, you know, with all the banking it has, you know, sometimes the top groove works, sometimes it doesn't. So. Um, Kind of a kind of a later start too. We started at three o'clock on Sunday afternoon, so there's always always a chance you could see that race end on, under the lights or close to twilight. So uh, uh, the track so, might uh, change. Yeah, the, the track might change, and uh, you're gonna whoever can adapt to it best is gonna go come on, come out on top. Uh, uh, you're exactly right, Kyle. I I fear it's gonna finish at night, which is gonna change the whole complexion of the race up when that sun goes off that track it completely changes starts cooling down because even that race i went to a 2017 rowdy uh wasn't really supposed to but um it's uh it the lights came on it was a cloudy day and the track changed you know instead of you know it's kind of very it's very weather sensitive you know when there's sun on it and then when there's when it's cloudy and there's some cloud cover uh, tends to change, so uh, just um, just uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I think you know the truck race will be the first one that'll be on there on the schedule Saturday afternoon, and then the Xfinity race following. So, um, gonna be interesting to see uh, what happens in those races, and like you were saying about with the, the cooling temperatures and yeah. uh, Kyle, seeing Kyle, what, what happens. First, I got our first caller in, Kyle. I got. I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show and that famous number 26, Bubba Pollard. Welcome to the show, Bubba. How's it going, guys? Man, Bubba, I know it's not the finish that you wanted, but second at the Rattler, which was a stout feel, uh, pretty impressive, Bubba. Yeah, we had a good weekend. We've had good cars all year long. Um, yeah, we 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 I think we won two and run second. Uh, the other two, um, you know, other than running the speed week. So all in all, you know, it's it's been a good year. We just um, got a few things we need to work on, a few things we need to clean up, and I think we're going to be fine. We'll have a good year. I'm excited about the rest of it. Well, you got to win at Speed Fest and Citrus. What was it like at Citrus, uh, Bubba? I'm really I'm fighting the same thing. I was fighting the same thing in, in really, you know, all four races, even, even at New Smyrna. I'm just... I'm good into the center. I got, you know, good roll speed during the race. Uh, just kind of off the corner I'm, to, to have the drive I needed. I'm, I'm um, to build a lot of drive in the car, which makes me a, a little a tick tight. There's just a very small window there. I'm in a small box. So, um, you know, once you have a little bit of too much wheel input into it, you know, when you pick up the throttle, it can make you free up off the corner, late exit. So that's kind of what we're dealing with right now, but we're, we're um you know we're gaining on it I feel like um as long as you got speed I think you're we're we're heading in the right direction so um we'll see well Bo you know down there at the inter while you're doing the autograph session and you walk down there man you got the biggest line of everybody what's it like to be Bubba Power well I don't know about that but it's just because I've been racing too long. <laughs> I've been racing for twenty twenty something years now and um you know, that's a place at Op down there, South Alabama's 
kind of where I cut my teeth and where I grew up at, uh, starting off, you know, we used to run super late miles there and was 14, 15 years old. So we got several laps around there. And then over the years we ran there quite a bit. So, um, you know, it's, it's a place that we don't get to go to as much anymore. Um, we get to go just once a year. Uh, so the, the, the owners of that place, um, John and Sandra, uh, Malia, and Mark, they just they just all do a great job, and it's, it's, we enjoy going down there each and every year. Trees like family, and that's what it's all about. But isn't that kind of the mistake of of racing in this series? Is it's just one big family, and you and you get to see each other more than you actually see your actual family over a course of a year. Yeah, you know, there's some people you don't like to see, but uh, for the <laughs> most part, you know, there is, you know, there is. I've made some great friends over the. Over the years at the racetrack, um, you know, my family gets to to be a part of it. And then the guys that help me each and every week, you know, they're not all they're not all from around here from where at the house from where I'm from. They're they're spread out. We have two or three guys that's in the Pensacola mobile area there that uh that's traveled with me for several years and we got one in Orlando. So it, it's 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 fun for us to get together and be able to, to go out and race and and uh, run up front and, and have some fun on our night off and when we get done early. So, um, yes, yeah, a lot of good times at the racetrack. So, Bob, I go out Sunday morning to grab me a breakfast at the local diner because, you know, Op's not, cor- you know, not no corporation kind of town and grab me a quick breakfast and, at the diner. And the guys, are, you know, I'm the kind of guy that <laughs> we're, we're going to talk. And, uh, we're, I'm talking to several other people, and one of them, I think, turned out to be some of your guys was sitting in front of me. And when I seen them after the race, I'm like, man, dude, y'all didn't tell me y'all was hanging out with Bubba Potter. Uh, one of them said he, he had mentioned uh, Mobile International Speedway is what got the conversation started. So it must have been one of you guys from Mobile. But, uh, Bubba, with that being said, what you know, Watching you interact with those kids, man, th- those kids, when, when they walk away, they look at you like Superman. I mean, what do you got, what do you tell a young kid when he, when he wants to be a race car driver? I mean, it has to come across, what do I do to, to be a race car driver like you, Bubba? Just, uh, you gotta work hard. You can, uh, you can really do anything you put your mind to. Uh, you just got to work hard. It don't matter what it is. And um, got to treat people with respect. And it go a long way. Uh, you know, always the the next generation of the sports, those little kids. So I I try to do, you know, as much as I can to to interact with them and, and get them involved. And, um, you know, they're, they're those younger generations are what's going to keep the sport around. So we got to have them. And, and uh, the more we can get you know people involved the 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 more the healthier the sport is so um you know i i really enjoy always try to keep try treat the other kids just like i treat my own you know um and and you know teach them how to have fun that's 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 one thing you got to do uh in racing is is if you want to have if you want to get started is you gotta you gotta work hard um but at the same time you gotta have fun doing it enjoy what you do so um, it can be tough, but you know that's that's what racing's all about: um, interacting with people and and building the fan base. I mean, there's there's going to be people that that don't like you. Uh, there's going to be people that love you, and uh, all you can do is just be who you are. And um, the world's not made for to like everybody. You know, there's people I don't like. So um, you know, just uh, I try to treat people how I I, I want to be treated and how I want people to treat my kids. So. Um, you know, hopefully we can we we have a good fan base, and hopefully we can we can make those guys proud. Hey, Bubba, you got Kyle here. Uh, my first question for you is, what do you think has been the toughest field that you've ever been a part of in a in a single race? Um, I'd have to say, man, I have to say, like as far as uh, you know, not necessarily big names, um, but I consider the Oxford 250 probably the hardest race anybody can win. Um, as as far as you don't really, it's a 
it's just tough. It's hard to explain, but um, you know that was going up there for my first year and then going back, um, you know, several uh, years after that. That's um, that's a place where those guys are really good at. Um, so not necessarily a lot of big names, but a lot of good racers that can win, uh, that can make it tough on you. So that's a that's a tough race, and you know you you got a lot of you know. I think the South here is stacked uh, with with good cars and good caliber race car drivers. It's just um, it's different parts different parts of the country, but you know I have to say that Midwest area is really stout. I got a lot of respect for the people in the Midwest, where like Wisconsin and and um, up in that area, Minnesota. They're they're a bunch of hard nosed old school racers like the Salters and um, you know Majeskis from up there and Fredrickson and. And all those guys, they're they're pretty tough. So I, I just have to say that area up there is a is a tough group of guys as well as as the Oxford two fifty is pretty pretty tough. My second question for you is, uh, you know, how 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 hard is it to race against Ty Majeski? You know, when he's in a super late model, and uh, you know, do you, do you always feel like he's your biggest competition when he does show up at these kind of races? Yeah, he is. I mean, they've been good for the last ten years. They, um, he's good. Uh, his crew chief is good. Um, no, everybody. That guy doesn't get enough credit. Um, his crew chief. He's really old school. Really smart guy. Keeps to himself. Um, very, very uh, respected in the racing community. I think as far as drivers and and around the racetrack. But um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be good. Um, to do what he's done over the last few years, Derek Thorne's good. Um, those those two race car drivers are are about the best as they come. I feel like in 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 any type, any forms of racing, they'd be good. So, got a lot of respect for those guys. My last question for you is, uh, what's what's your upcoming race schedule looking like? Um, I mean, is there a certain track you're going to race at for the championship, or are you just going to just pick and choose what you want to do? Oh well, no, we're gonna we're gonna um, you know run the Southern Super Series I think this year, uh, and there's some SRL races we're gonna run Berlin, uh, Slinger, some one-off races that that we get on our schedule like the Oxford deal. We're just kind of kind of do the same thing we've done the last several years. We didn't do much racing last year, just um, trying to get everything you know back to where we needed to. I feel like you know if if we're having fun, we're running good, we're going to travel around and, and, and race as much as we can. But at the same time, if we're not, we're going to be smart with our money and, and stay around. And there's no reason to to go to the racetrack and run tents when you feel like you're capable of winning and get a team capable of winning. So, um, you know, we have a, a lot going on, and we just got to make it happen. And, and uh, hopefully uh, we, we can have a good year. I mean, it's tough. There's a lot can go on. I feel like during the summer months here, we really hit our stride as far as um, these racetracks getting hot and slick. It kind of fits my driving style um, with being conservative and things like that. So uh, during the summer, I think we'll we'll shine. We just got to be a little bit stronger here um, under cooler weather. Track conditions are a little cooler. So uh, later on in the year, hopefully we can we can do that. Bubba, you you kind of touched base, but let's talk about the guys that help you go and then the sponsors that helps you get to the track. Yeah, I mean, man, I couldn't do it. I've had a lot of, a lot of great people that stuck with me over the years. That, um, you know, through the ups and downs, we didn't have a good year last year, and and all my guys that helped me out. And um, you know, on the side of the race car, you got TM Ranch. It's been um, huge supporter of mine over the years. Race car engineering, Port City Race Cars. I couldn't do it without them and what they've done for me um, the last year, year and a half. So uh, there's a lot of great people racing radios. Um, Cirque Motorsports, um, just just so many people that have been involved with our racing program. Um, Strange Oval, uh, HP Elite Racing Engines. Um, I just can't thank them enough for for, uh, for being involved. Well, Bubba, you know, I'm going to get back to that autograph session. We talked about, one of the things that we talked about after the race was there was a large presence of kids at that event. And y'all put on a great show, and just like you you mentioned a while ago, without those kids coming up, racing's over with. But with guys like you that's out there spending time, getting on the level, 
Bubba. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for being part of the Rowdy Maglot Show. T- tell everybody where we they can follow Bubba Fowler this season. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always fun. Uh, you go on Bubba Pollard, uh Facebook fan page there and uh, check us out, BubbaPollard.com. Uh, we've got Twitter, uh, BubbaPollard26. Uh, we try to keep everyone updated. We're going to hopefully get some new apparel out here in the next couple of weeks and um, get things turned around and have us a good racing season. So I appreciate y'all, y'all having me on. Thank you, Bubba. Looking forward to seeing you at the next race, my friend. Thanks, guys. All right. Bubba Parlor, guys. All right, Kyle, that's the one down. We got Stephanie calling in next. Uh, Stephanie's getting ready to race at Five Flags Speedway, Kyle, and uh, she's already competed at New Smyrna. I got to see her race at New Smyrna and bring home a ninth place finish. He was a good interview, Rowdy, and, uh, you know, I know we got Stephanie coming on soon here, and I know, like I said earlier, she's no stranger to the Rowdy Maglite show, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yes, sir. Uh, Kyle, there's a lot of kids there, man, I'm telling you. Uh, there was two people, actually, if we talked about it after the race, how many kids there was. And, you know, one of the things... And I didn't get to mention it, but, you know, these they're hollering for the drivers to get up for driver's introduction. And, and Bubba's still trying to sign autographs and they have pictures took with these kids. And, man, he patiently waited it out. And, and they made a call twice for the drivers to get back up on up where they could introduce them. And people kept just coming up, Kyle. I mean, just one right after another. And patiently he went through them and got them all out. Yeah, Rowdy, it seems like, uh, you know, it's a good deal. So um, I know we got Stephanie coming on next. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've been doing pretty good, Rowdy, lately with the shows and everything. So we got to keep doing that. Uh, Kyle, you know, not real sure which race I'm going to be at this weekend. It's kind of tore between three places. So, uh, and there's virtually no way to do all three or – it's virtually impossible to do two, more or less than three. We're going to manage, and then we're going to talk about it on next Monday night, Kyle. <laughs> right, Rowdy, and Thursday night, too. Yeah, well, we got Thursday night. To, by Thursday night, we'll have our game plan figured out where we're going to go. Where are we going to go? Well, Rowdy, hopefully I'll be at Williams Grove Friday night. That's what I'm hoping for. Kyle, what's uh, what's happening at Williams Grove? I know we we talked about it on the phone a couple of times. Yeah, they're still on, and the weather's supposed to get better here. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking all systems are going to be a go Friday night. So that's a Friday night show. That that's that Sunday at three o'clock Atlanta time. Of course, now we're in daylight savings time. Uh, Kyle, that's uh, and I didn't get to ask Bubba about the the Rattlers. Bubba, he has won the Rattler in uh, 2012, Kyle, and. Uh, Man, those rattlesnakes, them, them rattlers were shaking and, and throbbing <laughs> Sunday. I'm telling you, they were some mad snakes. They didn't like being out. They didn't like being handled either. Yeah, I figured snakes don't like to be touched. No, and they were, I, I'm telling you, I believe that one is the diameter of a, of a soft drink can that's how big around it was and looked like about five foot long so it was it's yeah rowdy i'm good (laughs) well kyle you know you go out there and you see those snakes out on the track it makes you when you get back in the field over there kind of walk around and 
uh, real cautious, Kyle, because <laughs> that is their territory. All right, Kyle. Hey, we got our next caller. All right, everyone. I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Stephanie Moyer. Welcome back, Stephanie. Hey, thanks for having me back. So, uh, Stephanie is driving for Fast Track Racing, and she's learning all she can from Mandy Hill. And isn't that right, Stephanie? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's uh, not a minute where I'm not learning anything. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, when you're around somebody like that, you got to get all the information that he's got to offer because Andy's a, a oh, good absolutely. one to be getting it from. So, Stephanie oh, sure. uh, started off at New Smyrna. Uh, not a bad finish. No, it, it, you know what? I was actually shocked because I haven't been at New Smyrna. And iRacing doesn't do it justice for me when it comes to New Smyrna because I could not handle that track for the life of me. And, well, it's not so much handling it, but, like, one and two I struggled with on iRacing. And I come to find out that I struggled with it in the ARCA car as well. But it was definitely an interesting track to learn, and I'm, like, really excited to come back next year because I really want to nail it on the head with actually getting a line. <laughs> I, I tell you, a lot of folks that I talked to didn't really get a, a handle on that track uh, for all two weeks that they were there. I mean, I had drivers say they never was able to get it. I don't, I don't know what it was. I believe that because, like, I would – one and two, I could not do. Uh, when you have to come up the track and make your arc into one, I was struggling with that. I think I was coming in a little too soon, and then I would get three and four perfectly, and then I would finally get one and two, and then I'd screw up my three and four. So it was just like a hit or a miss throughout the whole entire race. So do you find that the eye racing is somewhat close, Stephanie? Oh, I do, for sure. Like, it definitely gives you a handle on, like, the visual, like, how to visualize everything and to kind of get a image on where you're going to lift and where you're going to get back on and playing with throttle control and braking and all that and then messing with setups. So you kind of have something to look forward to. It's just the only thing that sucks about it is you just don't feel it like underneath your butt you don't feel the car rotating or anything like that so i mean definitely getting a visualization on everything it's definitely a go-to for me well stephanie you was in a group of ladies in the picked out of bush light can you talk about that sponsor i just want to say that i am beyond excited to be a part of the bush light accelerator program there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening i'm just super excited to be a part of it and to kind of see how the next three years of women in NASCAR and what it's going to look like. So I'm definitely beyond excited for that. Hi, Stephanie. You have Kyle here. Uh, my first question is for you is uh, how did New Smyrna go? And, um, you know, what's what, what are the expectations if you're running this weekend at uh, Five Flags? So New Smyrna for me was definitely – a trip in the beginning, uh, just trying to get those laps and seat time, being that I've never been there before. So it was definitely a lot to take in for me and just trying to watch everyone's lines. I know like our cars are a little, a little set up differently than, you know, the front runners and everything like that. So I'm just trying to get, you know, a baseline of what I could do with the equipment that I had. And, you know, we had a really fast car and I was super excited for it and you know it just like lit a fire underneath my butt to tell me like listen this this is a rookie year for me so I definitely wanted to prove what I'm worth and you know it would have been nice if we had an extra set of tires we would have been like right up front but like towards the end of that race we were scrubbing tires really badly so definitely a lot to look forward to next year but on to Pensacola I'm super stoked to be back I mean last year was Oh, actually a good finish. I finished in the top 10 like I did uh, New Smyrna and, you know, I can't, you know, I can't complain, but I'm definitely going to get redemption back at Pensacola. So it's, I'm super comfortable. I've been there before and I know what I'm looking forward to. My second question for you is, um, 
are you looking to maybe expand your ARCA schedule a little bit, maybe maybe run at, at Talladega? I know you ran Pocono last year. Um, are, are you looking at the same thing maybe, like, as, as far as Pocono goes? So, so far, I'm still only part-time on the east side. We're still planning by your sponsorship. It's still a little hard to come by uh, right now. But I am looking to do Dover. Um, I'm trying to get as many east races as I can. Uh, definitely no super speedways yet. Pocono is probably the only one that I'm really focused on right now, now that I had a grasp of what it was like to race there last year. So definitely no Talladega, but hopefully next year to come. My final question for you is: um, Will you be at Evergreen or Mahoning at all this year? I know last year, I think it was last year, you were at you were at one or one of the other. Um, and, and I also want to hear your thoughts on the whole Evergreen uh, Mahoning uh, partnership too. I don't know if you if you heard about that, but um, the two tracks did uh, did partner up for the for fifteen thousand dollars for the, I think it was for the modifieds. So I'm hoping to get back into the late model this year at Evergreen. Uh, nothing set in stone yet. It hasn't even been talked about, but I have a couple of friends of mine that really want to get me in the car. So I'm hoping for another uh, late model ride for this year at Evergreen. But I honestly think that Mahoning and Evergreen kind of joining together with this is really nice because Mahoning gets really good card counts and Evergreen gets car- good card counts too. But when you could join, like join the two together, it's just like, it works out a lot nicer and for the benefits anyway, it's just really nice to see two hometown tracks come together being that they're the only two asphalt tracks, like really close to my area. So it's really nice to see everyone working together for that. Stephanie, I got to go down and, when I was at Pocono last year and, and go to Mahoney Valley, I'm telling you, what a bunch of passionate fans. I'm telling you. And the house was full. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Mahoney gets really, really good. grand. Like, everyone fills the grandstands there. And it's so funny because, like, when I first started, like, when I was growing up, I wanted to try that track out. And I did want my power steering pump blue in the heat race. And I was so excited for that because it's such a tough track because you're constantly turning. And it, you, you, all the um, excitement happens at Mahoning. You know, the good car counts. It's hard to pass there. So, you know, everyone's bumping and banging. And it's just like a good short track racing. Hey, and the women was really vocal there, too, uh, Stephanie. I'm telling you, I sat in front of some women down there, and they booed and yeah. heckled. And <laughs> it it was a lot of fun. They I'm telling they, you. They, they sure did. I mean, I was kind of nervous to go down in the pits after, though, because they, they had their group of haters that they didn't like to some drivers, and they really voiced it. But it was fun. It was really fun. Stephanie, let's talk about uh, – the people that help you go. So I do want to give a huge shout out to Kelsner Motors. They have been with me since day one of my go-karting career. So they've been along for this haul for a very long time. So I'm really happy to see them back. Um, I do want to welcome Smilex Floral to my new list of supporters here. I'm super excited to have them on board. They did uh, help me with my factory stock racing for a little while, but I do want to give another shout out to Jason Ekaravich, the promoter of Evergreen Raceway. Super stoked to have him back on the hood for this year. I still want to thank the fans um, that donated to the Powered by Fans, the hashtag Powered by Fans campaign. That is actually going on again right now. So it's you can donate it's $100, and your name will be on my car, incorporated into the wrap, and it will be there all season long. Um, we are doing another one of those. We did one at the beginning of the year, but uh, we decided to do another one. So if you, if anyone's listening, you want to get your name on a car, go to my Facebook page. But, yes, I do definitely want to thank everyone by the Powered by Fans, and I want to thank Council Cup Campground, the Highland Social Club, and American Legion Post 473. And, Stephanie, tell everybody where they can follow you and, and be part of that sponsorship. So you, can, so you can find me on Instagram at StephanieMoyer underscore. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Racing. I do use Facebook a lot more than all my other social media, so the Powered by Fans. Uh, we just dropped new merch, too, so 
so you can go on and get some new Stephanie Moyer merch on my Facebook page. There's a link on there. We're doing it through Custom Ink again. Uh, those are only for limited time, so be sure to grab it while you can. And then uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Steph underscore Moyer. But uh, the Powered by Fans is on my website at stephaniemoyerracing.com. So it'll give you the whole rundown of everything you need to do to be a part of this. All right, Stephanie Moyer. Be racing at High Flag Speedway this weekend in the Arca East. Thanks, Stephanie, for being part of the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks. All right, Kyle. Uh, Bubba Poller and Stephanie Moyer. So uh, we've got the post-race interview with Chase Briscoe, Kyle, and I think that's what we wanted to play after uh, Stephanie got done. But before we go there, let's let's talk just a few minutes because that's going to be 19 minutes there, Kyle. Uh, Stephanie from PA, one of you, one of the local racers there, Kyle. She is rowdy. She wrote, relocated to the south, and now she's running for Andy Hillenberg. So, seen a lot of uh, PA flavor in ARCA. And, uh, you know, we'll see her back on track this weekend. And, uh, you know, hopefully she'll get some more track time and really learn, start, you know, even learn the place even better. I tell you, uh, we've had, well, I think she's the fourth driver we've had from Andy Hillenberg this year. Uh, Andy's got a, a, a good fleet of guys and gals going through there, Kyle. I mean, it's a fast track racing. I, and I, I appreciate him being part of the show. But Kyle, uh, Chase Briscoe, man, our first – actually, he was one one of our first winners on the Rowdy Maglot show and under the ARCA banner, and here he is, a, a winner in the Cup, man. Are we getting old, or is they're going to Cup fast? Well, I think he had a few chances last year to win a few races, but uh just didn't pan out, but – Really no surprise. I mean, he's been running up front all year so far. And, you know, Auto Club, he had speed. Phoenix, obviously. And uh, led 101 of the 312 laps. And another win for the Dirt guys. I remember seeing Chase Briscoe at uh, Millbridge in 2015 at the Speed Sport Open uh, looking for a ride. You know, just announced the Cunningham ride at the at the time. Was at his first ARCA race at Lucas Oil Raceway in 2015. So, um, yeah, he's really had a... It's been a long time, Rowdy, and uh, he's finally a NASCAR Cup Series winner. Well, Kyle, I'm gonna we're gonna play this and uh, listen to Chase a minute. Started with our post-race media availabilities here at Phoenix Raceway for today's Ruoff Mortgage 500. We're joined by our race-winning team, uh, the number 14 uh, with Stuart Haas Racing, uh, the Ford. We have Chase Briscoe and crew chief Johnny Klossmeyer. We will go straight to questions for this pair. Please raise your hand, and we'll get a wireless mic. We'll start up front with Taryn and then go in the middle to Jonathan. Taryn Walk with NASCAR.com. Chase, what's it like knowing that you were battling against two other drivers trying to get their first win too? Yeah, I felt like <clears throat> on that last restart, two two restarts, I felt like that's probably a worst case scenario for me. You know, Ross and Tyler are probably two of the most aggressive guys on restarts. And obviously we're going for their first win too. And then fourth you have Kevin who Obviously, it's been in, uh, a year, year and a half since he's won, so you know he's hungry too. So, yeah, I just knew that <clears throat> as long as I drove in there deeper than everybody else, I felt like I was probably going to be okay. And, uh, you know, those two other guys, you know, they were giving it everything they had too. So, thankful that Ross left me a lane. He didn't have to do that. You know, I thought when I was on the outside of him that one time off of two, I already thought in my mind I was going to plug the fence and I was probably going to be done. But I was committed at that point. So, I was kind of blown away that it stuck as well as it did, and then that he even left me a lane because he was all but clear. So everything just worked out perfect, you know, all day long. We, uh, you know, there was one point in the race there we kind of faded a little bit, but Johnny and, and the pit crew did an incredible job of just giving me an opportunity to try to win the race. And, uh, you know, as a driver, that's all you can ask for. I'm going to go to Jonathan in the middle. Jonathan Field, the racing experts. First of all, congratulations on the win. Uh, just knowing the journey that you've taken – how does it feel to finally win at the top level and be the 200th winner as well? Yeah, for, I mean, just to get there, just to run a cup race, uh, I, 
mean, I never thought I would even run a single truck race, let alone run a cup race, and I'd be a winner. And to be the 200th winner at that, you know, there's some incredible guys that are on that list of, of you know, just to be one of 200 is, uh, you know, it's humbling. It's unbelievable. You know, I, I said in my post-race deal, I mean, seven years ago, I was literally two days away from giving up racing, at least on, on the pavement side. And uh, Briggs and Beth Cunningham called me and asked if I wanted to test their ARCA car. And that's turned into a race, and that turned into a full season, and then that turned into, you know, Ford taking a chance on me. And there was many times along the way where my career could have been over, even in the last four or five. So uh, to now be a winner in the Cup Series is uh, unbelievable. You know, just to be one of 40 guys week in and week out is, uh, you know, special. And now to say that you were the, the best guy that day, you know, these guys are incredible race car drivers. And just to even be on the racetrack with them is, is humbling, and, and to say that you beat them is uh, definitely humbling. I'm going to come up front to Bob. I have one for each first. Chase, um, if you end up in the wall, is that okay finish if you're going for the win? I mean, I was committed at that point. I, if I lifted, I was going to get beat because then Ross has the lead and there's no way I was going to be able to, to pass him back. So, I, like I said, I, I thought there was no way that I wasn't going to hit the fence. And, uh, you know, same thing at Darlington when I beat Kyle. You know, I, I felt like uh, God was, was with me because there's no way – you know, both when I won Darlington, when I hit the fence and somehow gained speed, and then today, you know, there's no way I wasn't going to knock the wall down at the angle I was at. I was up in the marbles, and somehow it stuck, and, and I, I, I was able to clear him. So uh, definitely uh, was a crazy race. You know, those restarts, they definitely made you earn them, and uh, just uh, an unbelievable day. Like I said, you know, thankful that our pit crew was on it. They've been on it all year long and just gave me an opportunity to try to go win the race. And like I said, that's all you can ask for from the driver's seat. And for Johnny, when you hear him say that he was probably going to hit the wall, <laughs> I mean, are you? Does that make you cringe a little bit, or is that what you expect? No, that's what I expect out of Chase, 100% all the time. And he's going to put it on the line. He's going to find the limit. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And today, it all worked out. I'm going to go right there in the back. Nicholas Hodel, Arizona PBS uh, Cronkite News. And I have one for each of you as well. Um, I'll go to the crew chief first. Um, we saw what Elliott's pit crew had done throughout the day. And then for you guys to uh, get it done when Elliott's pit crew had a bit of a slower stop, what was that like for you as a crew chief? That's awesome. You know, a lot of the guys are on that team, they worked with us the last few years. And we're a tight-knit group. We believe in each other. And, you know, those guys, we've had speed in the car, maybe have an issue on pit road, or we have speed in, on, in the pits and then don't have the car to back it up. But, Today, those guys carried us, and, um, you know, we had a fast car, but they were on it. You know, with this new car, everyone's figuring out the single lug and, and how to be the fastest at doing it, and uh, they did a great job at it. Um, you know, our pit stall helped. We've been playing around, you know, getting the most in and out of the box, and those guys delivered when it mattered. Uh, and then for you, uh, Chase, uh, when, when that caution flag went out with seven to go, what, what was going through your head as you were trying to ride to victory? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there was a couple times there, you know, I don't remember when that first one came out, maybe 30 or 40 to go, and I just finally started barely pulling away from Chase, and I, I felt like if it just went green to the end, I was going to at least have a shot. You know, looking back on it, I'm I'm glad that that caution probably came because it's hard to say what happens those final 35 laps. This car kind of comes in, mine fades. I was definitely starting to get loose, and I was kind of getting worried there for a second. Uh, but, yeah, then, you know, the one with eight to go, I, there was no way they were going to catch me, and uh, the caution comes out, and, you know, it's, I'm glad that it, it obviously now sitting here that that's the way it was because you definitely had to go earn it. And, uh, yeah, and then even there at the end, you know, that last restart, you know, it could have went multiple different ways. And uh, this place is, is crazy on restarts with the dog leg and everything else, and there's a lot of unknown variables. And uh, my spotter, having a new spotter this year, he did an incredible job on those restarts to uh, be aggressive and, and clear us and uh, ultimately what won is the race. Can you go to the left side? Hi, Bob Francis, go full throttle. Chase, have you talked to your wife? <laughs> For like 20 seconds. It yeah. was super brief. Uh, I was on the phone with Tony, and she was on FaceTime. There was a lot going on, obviously. It was right when we got into victory lane. And uh, then there at the end, she obviously isn't here. So uh, we FaceTimed her and tried to take somewhat of a picture with me, her and Brooks. So who knows if it turned out or not. But, yeah, I wish that, that she was here. She was wanting to come literally last minute, and I talked her out of it because I was like, you know, flying with the baby, flying commercial, you know, last minute, if it gets canceled or delayed, like, we'd be stuck here in Charlotte. So she just – I saw my text just a second ago. She said, I, I knew I should have came. So hopefully she's going next week and Brooks is going next week, so hopefully we can go back-to-back. -back. But, yeah, uh, it would be cool to, to call her and, and, 
you know, just get home tonight, you know, whatever time we get home, and, and see her and Brooks. And in your conversation with Tony, um, the 14 back in victory lane, could you tell us a little bit about that conversation and how great it is to have the 14 back in victory lane? Yeah, he was just first off saying congratulations, and uh, they actually won won the the Gator Nationals today and the drag racing deal, so he was pretty excited. You could hear, you know, dragsters going off in the background, and I just told him thank you, you know, for – believing in me and giving me an opportunity to, to drive that car you know that car is is obviously his and he has a lot of passion and drive for that car and to to take a chance on another guy kind of like himself you know a dirt sprint car guy you know we grew up 45 minutes apart my dad raced against tony in sprint cars and you know i was literally a diehard tony stewart fan growing up and diehard 14 fans so for me to add my name to the list of guys that have got the 14 car in victory lane is is definitely special for me i know Looking back when I was six, seven years old and wearing the Tony Stewart helmet and uniform, I never in a million years thought I would get the 14 car in victory lane in the Cup, Cup Series. And uh, it was cool for him to call and uh, hear how excited he was. Going to go to Dominic in the middle here. Dominic Otto going with the racing experts in ESPN Radio Albuquerque for Chase. This win, how does it compare to maybe some of those other Xfinity Series wins or that 2016 Arca Series championship? Yeah, I mean, the, the Cup Series is the pinnacle. I mean, you, you dream of just getting an opportunity to run in the Cup Series. It's the, the most elite guys, the best race car drivers, in my opinion, in the world, uh, especially in stock cars. So to to win a Cup race is something I never in a million years dreamed. Uh, I would even get to you know, run one of them. And to now say I'm a winner, and like I said, be on that list of only 200 people, and I don't know what I am now, and, and winning all three series. You know, I never, I was saying earlier, I never thought I'd run a truck race, let alone – you know, be able to win in all three series now. It's uh, super special, and uh, just can't believe it. I don't think it's really sunk in yet, and I don't know if it will for a while, but we just got to keep keep your eye on it. We've been really, really fast all year long. One of the, the best cars, I feel like. We just haven't been able to put the whole race together, and today we did that. And what do you think you're going to remember most about this victory? Uh, probably that it came at Phoenix is pretty unbelievable. This is like my worst racetrack forever uh, here, Richmond and, and New Hampshire. I mean, I used to dread coming here, you know, even – and the Xfinity stuff, you know, I, I I was bummed, truthfully, that the race came here instead of Homestead because I felt like Homestead was my best racetrack and trying to win a championship. And ever since the Cup Series, you know, even last year, we didn't have the finish necessarily at Phoenix, but we were really, really fast at both races. So um, I don't know, something about I think the, the more power, the less downforce has been a little bit better. And then as they've added the stuff to the top, it's really helped me because I can kind of just run the top all day long, and I feel like that's typically better for me. Thank you. Can I come up front to Cole? Congrats, guys. Cole Kusamon with the Arizona Republic. Uh, Chase, you mentioned this being a very difficult track for you. How did it compare to last year in the Cup Series uh, with the Gen 6 car? Yeah, honestly, I thought, when even when we came and tested here in January, whenever that was, I thought this was the most similar place to the, the old car uh, out of anywhere that I've, I've driven it so far. It, it just feels you have a little bit more grip and it feels a little bit slower down the straightaway, but the cornering is honestly about the same. And, and even the brake points are pretty similar. So I, I will say this car that how the tires kind of wore out was different than the old car. Um, but I thought the racing was better truthfully in this car than last year's car and just what you could do inside the race car and, and set guys up. So I've had a lot of fun in this next gen car. You know, I was definitely hesitant at first. I didn't know if I was going to, you know, like it or fit my driving style, and, and everywhere we've went, I felt really comfortable in the car, and, you know, week in and week out, I keep finding that limit of how much I can slide the car and slip it, and at the beginning, you know, we were all scared that we weren't even going to be able to do that at all, so it's been really fun to kind of learn this car, and Stuart Haas, and, and even specifically the 14 guys have done a really good job of, of finding speed in it. And then have you noticed any significant strides, I guess, within yourself or the team compared to your rookie season last year? Yeah, I think just from a confidence standpoint, I've, I've felt like I belong this year. You know, last year, you know, you just, it, you're very eyes wide open. You know, you're you're racing against guys that you've watched on TV for years, you've looked up to, and now, you know, I don't I don't look at the 18 car and go, oh, man, that's Kyle Busch. You know, that's just the 18 car and another guy out there. So I think just that confidence has came a long way, and obviously with the results, that confidence builds. So I, I feel like I belong, and especially now winning – I feel like I, I, I've proven that I belong in the Cup Series, where when you come in your rookie year, you think you're ready, but you're never ready. And, and now to, to run up front consistently and lead laps is uh, you know special for sure. Going to go back up front to Bob. Uh, Bob Parker's Fox Sports, kind of following up on that, Chase. I mean, do you feel like, I mean, is this car an equalizer, or are you, are you and Tyler Reddick and Ross Chastain just better drivers and better teams no. that you have extra – 
you're on your belt. No, I mean, I think that – I think you see the dirt guys. I mean, Ross isn't a dirt guy, but a lot of the dirt guys, you know, when we go to a racetrack, you get three laps, and you're going racing. You get three hot laps, and you better figure it out quickly. And I think this car and just being new, not a lot of practice, the dirt guys have always had to figure it out and adapt very quickly, where the guys that grow up late model racing or pavement racing – they don't necessarily have that. You know, they go and test and, and run hours of practice where the dirt guys, you got to figure it out quickly and you got to be able to adapt. And I feel like that's why you've seen dirt guys run better earlier in this next-gen car. And, you know, it is an equalizer to a certain extent. I think there's more comers and goers throughout the race. I feel like this car on the long run, you know, the old car, you saw one guy be fast. He was just fast, you know, the whole time. You couldn't really catch him. Where this car you have really fast short-run guys, really good long-run guys, and there's a lot of comers and goers. So it's interesting to see how that plays out throughout a race. And, and, you know, I can't speak to the setup side of it, but from a driver's standpoint, I feel like we've done a lot better as finding that limit and being able to ride on that limit where at first you couldn't feel the limit and then it was gone before. So, yeah, I don't I don't think we're better race car drivers or at better teams, but I do think it's an equalizer to a certain extent just because it is a new opportunity and guys have to figure it out and adapt. Yeah, I mean, we came here and tested, you know, and, and hit on some things. And then we refined it a little bit more to the Coliseum and had a good car there, didn't get the result we needed, and kind of built on that again to come back here. So we were pretty quick, you know, qualified sixth. And I think, you know, we're working on the simulator. Engineers are working hard. They're trying to figure it out. And there's a lot of low-hanging fruit right now, and I think we've hit on something that kind of fits his, his driving style. So, um, like I said, we've we've been able to kind of take more things from different racetracks and, and apply it more just because the car is the same and um, it, it drives the same and, and it takes the same setup between all the, you know, all the short tracks and stuff. And we're just able to refine it. And I think that, you know, just keep building on that is going to be um, more success to come. All right, Kyle. I think they may have hit us something there, man. It definitely hit on Sunday, you know, with the pit stops and the racing with Chase and Chase Briscoe and Chase Elliott. And uh 14 team is definitely one to contend, I think, this year. And uh looks like Chase Briscoe does like that new car a lot. So uh, you might want to keep your eyes on the 14 car the rest of the year. Uh wouldn't be surprised at all if they were fast in Atlanta or Circuit of the Americas. So you might see another win, maybe another win in the books for Stuart Haas and Chase Briscoe. But... Um, Kevin Harvick had a really good run on Sunday. Good to see him run up front again. Uh, Eric Almirola was flirting with the top ten there late. And uh, just a good run for them, you know, for Ford. You know, like we were saying, three three drivers looking for their first win, and Chase Briscoe was the one that, who came out with the victory. So, Kyle, uh, we, we're talking about passing the torch. I noticed in uh, stopping at a convenience store this weekend, they sell hunt pizzas, and there was Kevin and Keegan in their fire suits advertising for Hunt's Pizza. Pretty impressive, isn't it? See the young, the young young guns. Yeah, it is. You know, uh, I know Harrison Burton you know, once had a spon- I, uh, uh, Hunt Brothers sponsor as well at one point. So, uh, yeah, um, good to have uh, Hunt Brothers on the car. You know, Kevin Harvick is 18th consecutive. Top 10 finish at Phoenix. You know, that's one of his best tracks. And, uh, yeah, Keelan's coming up soon. I know Owen Larson will be, too, and Braxton Bush. So, yeah. What about uh, Kyle, like, and uh, Bra- Kyle and Braxton won this weekend at the same track, Kyle? Yeah, that's crazy, Rowdy. And Larson won, too. So, uh, Kyle Larson won out of the World Outlaws race to the Lair Bowl. So, uh, yeah, it was a good week for the Dirt Guys. Good for uh, for Bush and Larson and Bristol. And I know Chris, or well, I'm sorry, that was last. Christopher Bell was on the poll. That was last week. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of racing going on, and, and Larson flew back and forth from Phoenix to, to California to run those races. So, uh, you know, it's a lot going on. Kyle, what you got to close us out tonight, man? Rapping Williams Grove this Friday, March 18th, and then. Uh, on Saturday, March 19th for the Icebreaker 40 for the Short Track Super Series. Uh, still to be determined. Uh, yeah, Port Will got three up Saturday and Sunday. And 
then uh, next weekend you'll have uh, the 410 Sprints at Sealands Grove Speedway, Sunday, March 27th with a 2 p.m. Eastern start time. So that's kind of what's going on around here. Everybody's starting to pick up again with racing, and, uh, you know, we'll see how Atlanta goes, I guess. Right, Rowdy? Hey, man, I tell you, uh, five flags. We got five flags this weekend. We got the Talladega Short Track, and we got Atlanta Motor Speedway. We got a lot of racing going on, man. Kyle, hey, just hang in there. We'll be back Thursday night, but we're going to talk about this weekend's race Monday night. So tune in and let that light shine, Kyle. Thanks, Rowdy. Thank you, Kyle.